0: You are listening to Budapest Beacon Podcast. I'm Ben Novak. Joining me today, the famous Blanco Zodi and András Petr of the investigative journalism NGO Direct36. So let's jump into it. Since your organization launched a few years ago, you guys have shined light on the enrichment of Prime Minister Orbán's son-in-law, István Tiborcs. You have uncovered a range of other stories, including stories revolving around the undisclosed wealth of Hungarian politicians And uh, you've also done stories showing how public funds tend to make their way towards politicians or their close associates, friends, circle of friends, relatives. Very nice way to put it. Um, This week, you guys published a story explaining how EU-funded projects have secretly contributed to the Orban family's enrichment. So before we get into the details of what you guys found, just give me some background on how long you've been working on this story.
1: Well, I think. I would say that the the actual work, the reporting took uh, several months. But I mean, this this goes back uh, for years because the the first time I heard about this uh, that the the Orban companies are uh, maybe involved in public projects, it was three years ago. It's just that uh, mm, it took a while, well, relatively long time, uh, to figure out how we can get that information, how we can find concrete evidence.
0: What does the Orban family do? What is the Orban family business?
2: So the Orban family uses... Quite a tricky scheme uh, to not to be seen in uh, in public projects that we have uh, uncovered because they are not the winners of uh, of public contracts, um, but they are the suppliers of the businesses who win these public contracts. So this is how they can they can avoid being included in in public uh, uh, data, for example.
0: Now, when you say when you say the, the the Orban family, it seems to me as though you're referring to more than one person. How many people are we talking about here? And what kind of businesses are we talking yes,
1: about? Basically, we are talking about the the, the father of uh, uh, Viktor Orban, the prime minister, uh, uh, Jose, Jose Orban, and uh, his two brothers. Uh, as far as I know, both of them are younger than than, than him. So Viktor Orban is the oldest. And uh, it's uh, Ifyab Göző Orban, so Jose Junior. Orban Jr., Junior. and uh, Aaron Orban. And... Uh, they, their companies deal with, uh, they have a mining company uh, and uh, this firm is also producing like concrete items and they have a pretty flourishing, prospering uh, uh, freight uh, uh, company, uh, truck company. And, uh, and there is another one, there is a third one that is relatively small, basically, as far as we know, it's producing... Uh, certain products from the, some of the materials, the basically leftover materials.
0: So what is, what is the story here? I mean, you guys did a pretty in depth and I don't want to read the article that you guys (laughs) wrote here, but what, how did you get from point A to point B? How did this story evolve?
1: Well so as i said the the first time i heard about this and this was i think pretty widely circulated in the the at least in the industry uh, circles uh, that the orban family uh, the, the companies of the orban family have been involved in in, in state projects but the there were uh, two things that gave me a gave me a pause was at the time when i heard about this 3 years ago uh, the first one was that it was it was Clear uh, that it, it's really hard to get uh, concrete evidence about their involvement. Uh, the, the reason is why uh, I mean it, Blanco just explained because they are suppliers; say they are on the lower level of the, the of these uh, state projects. And the other was that at the time, uh, the figures available about their financial performance showed that. Uh, the, these companies didn't perform much better than before 2010, before uh, Viktor Orban came back to power. So, you know, I wasn't sure if there is a story there because, you know, these these companies have been around for years, decades, you know, these are legitimate uh, uh, companies. Uh, so, But then when in the last two years we saw that the there was a huge uh, spike in the performance of these companies, uh, then uh, and especially their profitability uh, uh, grew at a really spectacular pace, then, you know, that, uh, that made it more interesting because then we thought that, okay, if we can prove that the, 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 the public projects, state projects, EU-funded projects in most cases contributed to this spectacular growth, then we have a story there. And this is what we proved that on one hand, these companies, uh, you know, grew at a really spectacular rate. And on the other hand, we could prove that uh, publicly funded projects contributed to that. We don't know to what extent. That's, you know, that's something that this story is not, the reporting is not over yet. But we could establish these two facts. And this is the story that we've we've presented.
0: These companies, I assume, and as you just said, they were legitimate companies, have been around for years. How is it then that that all of a sudden you get this, this growth in, uh, in, in profitability from them. Can you imagine a situation where a businessman might think it's a good idea to, if he knows that X and Y and Z are involved in a certain business, to reach out to them and invite them to take part in a certain project? Have you heard any rumors about something like this?
2: <laughs> well, we have heard many rumors about how these um, competition work, um, competition work between suppliers. So most of the times, uh, the companies would like to choose a supplier who who offers the product at the cheapest price, obvious yeah. uh, for obvious reasons. But we have heard rumors that there are other factors playing in sometimes as well. But we don't have any proof on that, so we couldn't go into details. But yeah,
1: what we could what we could uh, say in the story because this was based on several multiple sources. Uh, that the the what they told us was that in the case of these concrete items used mostly for these sewage constructions, uh, the the, the con- contractors chose the the Orban family's company, uh, despite the fact that their their product was much more expensive than the the competition's uh, product, and. We, and it has to be added that we uh, we also heard that the the quality of these the urban products are quite quite good uh, but we were also told uh, uh, by several um, industry sources that you know in in the Hungarian construction business you know what the what's most important for these companies is that you know they want cheap the cheapest products maximize yeah. at the end of the day so you know uh, that what they told us is that the normally in under normal circumstances no company would choose a product that is much higher I and mean, if if they could if they could get it at a cheaper price a lower price so you know and this is uh, I mean you can interpret interpret this in several ways i mean we we just we just laid out laid out the facts uh, this is what what, what we've heard uh, as i as i said i think uh, there are quite a lot of unanswered questions and uh, we will c- continue the reporting.
0: So in addition to the Orbán family's business, who've done quite well for themselves in the past couple of years, you know who else has done quite well for himself in the past couple <laughs> of years? The, the mayor of Felchut, Orbán's close friend, Mr. Lörins mm-hmm. Mesaros. Is there any connection between the Orbán family businesses and Mesaros Lörins's businesses?
2: Well, we know for sure that there are some connections uh, for example, in the case of, of the switch system construction of, of Budapest, um, in some districts, for example, the main contractor or part of a consortium was, um, was a firm of, of Mészáros. and we have seen a couple of, I mean, a couple of actually hundreds of, of delivery notes saying that, that the company of Mészáros ordered uh, concrete elements and also some stones necessary for, for the switch construction. Uh, from the father of, uh, or the business of Orban's father. So actually that's, that's a proof that they have been cooperating together. The only thing, or one of the things that we don't know yet is uh, how much they actually paid for these concrete elements because because the delivery notes only contain um, the exact amount Mm -hmm. of of the concrete products delivered, but they don't um, include the price of these Mm -hmm. products. And obviously we can deduct from from other market players uh, who actually publish their price list on the website, like around what kind of cost these um, concrete products have. But for example, the company of, of Orban hasn't published like any kind of prices in the in the past couple of years, so wow,
0: and
1: they haven't responded to our yeah, our
0: that's, questions. that's the other well, that thing, was the yes. other thing I was going to ask. So you you had reached out to the Orban family, yes, to all the different Orbans that are in this story. Uh,
1: yes, basically, well, we reached out to the the to the two companies that are mentioned and in, in this in this story, uh, we sent uh, well the list the, the list of questions was uh, quite similar, but. Yeah, when we made phone calls, and then we reached out to the office of the the prime minister as well, and then, uh, but they didn't provide any meaningful response to that.
0: In the in the story, you guys mention a quote by Viktor Orbán from a number of years ago, um, where he speaks to his father about his father's business and Orbán being in, in government. Can you guys tell me something about that?
1: Yes, that was back in in two thousand and one, in the first uh, term of the prime minister. And, you know at that time this was the, the, this was a big story, how uh, his father uh, uh, managed to uh, uh, purchase the, the, this mining company and how they were involved uh, in how they had contracts with state companies and how they, allegedly were involved in, uh, in, in, in state projects, uh, road constructions at, at the time. And then so this, as far as I remember, the government was attacked. Mr. Orbán was attacked uh, by his political opponents. opponents. And then, uh, you know, I think this, this interview was a way to shut down that story. And then he's, he said it publicly that, you know, he, I asked my father not to be involved in state projects. He didn't like it, but he said that, yeah, he understands this uh, situation. And then apparently, you know, this was a long time ago. This was in 2001. And uh, but apparently if there was such an agreement between the two of them, uh, it doesn't exist anymore or they have changed the terms of that agreement. We don't know. I mean in fact that that was one of the questions that I asked from the the, the Prime Minister's office, but as I as I mentioned I I haven't received a, a meaningful answer.
0: Now, when you guys write about these kinds of stories, um, what what is your what is your goal? Well I think, you know, this is a I
1: think there's the public has the right to know this if the and we are not saying, and we are not suggesting that you know uh, there is any wrongdoing here, but I think that the the the, the public has the right to know if the if the companies linked to the prime minister's family are involved in in any way in in, in public projects. You know, in a in a transparent democracy, this is uh, this is this should be known.
2: Yeah, I think that the main main objective of these kind of articles is uh, to expose something that has not been known before and these projects are the perfect examples because because actually, I have to say that um, I had quite a positive experience um, with uh, with the project management companies, for example, who who showed me the documents, the project documents. So, okay, it was like a one-month-long process to actually get the confirmation from from the city's mayor office that I can actually look into the documents. But in the end, uh, they provided me with all the necessary information that, that I needed. The interesting thing is that it took me like one month mm-hmm. to get these public information. And I suppose that, for example, a citizen wouldn't have that kind of time, actually, to, so, to, yeah. to look into these kind of documents, whereas it could also be put out to the internet as well, if, if we were living in a perfect society, like a perfectly transparent society, because it's about um, spending public money all in all, even if it's on a, on a lower level of, of the supplier's level.
0: I'm going to ask, like, a final question here. I don't know if this is, like, related to the story. I don't know maybe you guys can tell me this, but um, Miklos Ligeti and I were talking a, a few weeks ago, and he, he mentioned this very good point to me. He said that what's interesting to see with these large market players in the Hungarian economy is the extent to which they are able to expand Given all the given all the support that they're given through public procurements in Hungary, they're kind of given a, a leg up in the world, so to mm-hmm. speak. Are they able to expand beyond Hungary's markets? In the cases of the Orbán family businesses, do you have any evidence to suggest that they do operate, or you know, ship materials outside of Hungary?
1: In fact, uh, I think, uh, yeah, at least one of the one of the companies we we know from their the financial reports they they have to publish. Uh, uh, regularly that they think they have clients in Croatia but as far as i remember it's not a very substantial part of their their operations mm-hmm. and so they are mostly you know but i think to be to be to be honest and to be fair you know this is a uh, these are relatively small companies even even uh, after these this spectacular growth in the in the past few years
0: what kind of profits are we talking about
1: we're talking about, uh, mm, well, uh, they in the last three years, and, and um, by me and I that between 2013 and 2015, because we don't have the, the, the figures from last year uh, yet, that they, they made these three companies, made uh, more than five um, billion foreigns. And then, I the, uh, no 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 no. It was in the revenue. yeah yeah in, in 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 revenue. No, I think in the, yes in the last so in the, in the last year uh, where the figures are available from in 2015 they made about uh, five billion forints, uh, a little bit more, and uh, you know that's a basically they doubled they doubled their revenues uh, since to, uh, 2013, um, and they they the the rate of the profitability grew uh, you know at an even higher pace so altogether they they took out 2 billion francs in dividend which the, is
2: almost all of the profit actually yeah. so you can see that they are not really reinvesting this mm-hmm. money in into the prosperity or the future of of the companies but they take that for themselves apparently
0: well we look forward to reading what else you guys knock out thanks for coming by uh, thanks
1: Thank for you. having us